story thirty five of romance of california life by john haberton this librivox recording is in the public domain story thirty five budge and toddy at aunt alice's part two a light knock was heard at mrs burton's door and then without waiting for invitation there came in two fresh rosy faces two heads of disarranged hair and two long white nightgowns and the occupant of the longer gown exclaimed say uncle harry do you know it's sunday what are you going to do about it we always have lots done for us on sundays because it's the only day papa's home yes i-i think i've heard uh, something of the kind uh, before mumbled mr burton with difficulty between fingers which covered his aching incisor oh exclaimed toddie i believe he's going to play bear come on budge we've got to be dogs and toddie buried his face in the bed coverings and succeeded in fastening his teeth in his uncle's calf a howl from the sufferer did not frighten off the amateur dog and he was finally dislodged only by being clutched by the throat by his victim that isn't the way to play bear complained toddy you ought to keep on a howlin let me keep on a bitin and then you give me pennies to stop that's the way papa does can you see how tom lawrence can be so idiotic asked mrs burton i suppose i could replied the gentleman if i hadn't such a toothache you poor old fellow said mrs burton tenderly then she turned to her nephews and exclaimed now boys listen to me uncle harry is very sick to-day he has a dreadful toothache and every particle of bother and noise will make it worse you must both keep away from his room and be as quiet as possible wherever you may be in the house even the sound of people talking is very annoying to a person with a toothache then you're a baddie woman to stay in here and keep a-talkin all the whole time said toddy when it makes poor old uncle harry supper so go away mrs burton's lord and master was not in too much pain to shake considerably with silent laughter over this unexpected rebuke and the lady herself was too thoroughly startled to devise an appropriate retort so the boys amused themselves by a general exploration of the chamber not omitting even the pockets of their uncle's clothing this work completed to the full extent of their ability the boys demanded breakfast breakfast won't be ready until eight o'clock said mrs burton and it is now only six if you little boys don't want to feel dreadfully hungry you had better go back to bed and lie as quiet as possible is that the way not to be hungry asked toddy with wide-open eyes which always accompany the receptive mind certainly said mrs burton if you run about you agitate your stomachs and that makes them restless and so you feel hungry gracious said toddy what lots of things little boys has got to line hasn't they come on budgie let's go put our tummocks to bed and keep em from getting agitated all right said budge but say aunt alice don't you suppose our stomachs would be sleepier and not so restless if there was some crackers or bread and butter in em there's no one downstairs to get you any said mrs burton oh said budge we can find them we know where everything is in the pantries and storeroom 
i wish i were so smart sighed mrs burton go ahead get what you want but don't come back to this room again and don't let me find anything in disorder downstairs or i shall never trust you in my kitchen again away flew the children but their disappearance only made room for a new torment for mr burton stopped in the middle of the operation of shaving himself and remarked i've been longing for sunday to come for your sake my dear the boys as you have frequently observed have very strange notions about holy things but they are also by nature quite religious and spiritually minded you are not only this latter but you are free from strange doctrines and the traditions of men the mystical influence of the day will make themselves felt upon those innocent little hearts and you will have the opportunity to correct wrong teachings and instil new sentiments and truths mr burton's voice had grown a little shaky as he reached the close of this neat and reverential speech so that his wife scrutinized his face closely to see if there might not be a laugh somewhere about it a friendly coating of lather protected one cheek however and the troublesome tooth had distorted the shape of the other so mrs burton was compelled to accept the mingled ascription of praise and responsibility which she did with a sinking heart i'll take care of em while you're at church my dear said mr burton they're always saintly with sick people mrs burton breathed a sigh of relief she determined that she would extemporize a special children's service immediately after breakfast and impress her nephew as fully as possible with the spirit of the day then if her husband would but continue the good work thus begun it would be impossible for the boys to fall from grace in the few hours which remained between dinner-time and darkness full of her project and forgetting that she had allowed her chambermaid to go to early mass and promised herself to see that the children were dressed for breakfast mrs burton at the breakfast-table noticed that her nephews did not respond with their usual alacrity to the call of the bell recalling her forgotten duty she hurried to the boy's chamber and found them already enjoying a repast which was remarkable at least for variety on a small table drawn to the side of the bed was a pie a bowl of pickles a dish of honey in the comb and a small paper package of cinnamon bark and with spoons knives and forks and fingers the boys were helping themselves alternately to these delicacies seeing his aunt Tottie looked rather guilty but budge displayed the smile of the fully justified and remarked now you know what kind of meals little boys like aunt alice i hope you won't forget it while we're here what do you mean exclaimed mrs burton sternly by bringing such things upstairs why said budge you told us to get what we wanted and we supposed you told the truth i ain't as hungry as i was remarked toddy but my tummock feels as if it growed big and got little again every minute or two and it hurts i wishes we could put tummocks away when we get done usin em like we do hats and overshoes to sweep the remains of the unique morning lunch into a heap and away from her nephews was a work which occupied but a second or two of mrs burton's time this done two little boys found themselves robed more rapidly than they had ever before been 
arrived at the breakfast-table they eyed with withering contempt an irreproachable cutlet some crisp brown potatoes of wafer-like thinness and a heap of rolls almost as light as snowflakes we don't want none of this kind of breakfast said budge of course we don't said toddie when we're so awful full of other things i don't know where i's going to put my dinner when it comes time to eat it don't fret about that todd said budge don't you know papa says that the bible says something that means don't worry till you have to mrs burton raised her eyebrows with horror not unmixed with inquiry and her husband hastened to give budge's sentiment its proper biblical wording sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof mrs burton's wonder was allayed by the explanation although her horror was not and she made haste to say boys we will have a little sunday school all by ourselves in the parlor immediately after breakfast hooray shouted budge and will you give us a ticket and pass around a box of pennies just like they do in big sunday schools i suppose so said mrs burton who had not previously thought of these special attractions of the successful sunday school let's go right in todd said budge cause the dog's in there i saw him as i came down and i shut all the doors so he couldn't get out we can have some fun with him for sunday school begins both boys started for the parlor door and guided by that marvellous instinct with which providence arms the few against the many and the weak against the strong the dog jerry also approached the door from the inside as the door opened there was heard a convulsive howl and a general tumbling of small boys while at almost the same instant the dog jerry flew into the dining-room and hid himself in the folds of his mistress's morning robe two or three minutes later budge entered the dining-room with a very rueful countenance and remarked i guess we need that sunday-school pretty quick aunt alice the dog don't want to play with us and we ought to be comforted some way they're grown people all over again remarked mr burton with a laugh what do you mean demanded mrs burton only this that when their own devices fail they're in a hurry for the consolation of religion said mr burton may i visit the sunday school i suppose i can't keep you away sighed mrs burton leading the way to the parlor boys said she greeting her nephews first we'll sing a little hymn what shall it be old uncle ned said toddie promptly oh that's not a sunday song said mrs burton i think tis said toddie cause it says three or four times he's gone where de good niggers go and that's heaven you know so it's a sunday song i think glory glory hallelujah is nicer said budge and i know that's a sunday song cause i've heard it in church all right said toddie and he immediately started the old air himself with the words there lies the whiskey bottle empty on the shelf but was suddenly brought to order by a shake from his aunt while his uncle danced about the front parlor in an ecstasy not directly traceable to toothache that's not a sunday song either toddie said mrs burton the words are real rowdyish where did you learn them round the corner from our house said toddie and you can shing your old songs yourself if you don't like mine 
mrs burton went to the piano rambled among the chords for a few seconds and finally recalled a sunday-school air in which toddy joined as angelically as if his own musical taste had never been impugned now i guess we'd better take up the collection before any little boys lose their pennies said budge hurrying to the dining-room and returning with a strawberry box which seemed to have been specially provided for the occasion this he passed gravely before toddy and toddy held his hand over it as carefully as if he were depositing hundreds and then toddy took the box and passed it before budge who made the same dumb show after which budge retook the box shook it listened and remarked it don't rattle i guess it's all paper money to-day placed it upon the mantel reseated himself and remarked now bring on your lesson mrs burton opened her bible with a sense of utter helplessness with the natural instinct of a person given to thoroughness she opened at the beginning of the book but she speedily closed it again the first chapter of genesis had suggested many a puzzling question even to her orthodox mind turning the leaves rapidly passing for conscience sake the record of many a battle the details of which would have delighted the boys and hurrying by the prophecies as records not for the minds of children she at last reached the new testament and the ever new story of the only boy who ever was all that his parents and relatives could wish him to be the lesson will be about jesus said mrs burton little boy jesus or big man jesus asked toddy uh both replied the teacher in some confusion all white said toddy go on there was once a time when all the world was in trouble without knowing exactly why said mrs burton but the lord understood it for he understands everything does he know how it feels to be a little boy asked toddy and be sent to bed when he don't want to go and he determined to comfort the world as he always does when the world finds out it can't comfort itself continued mrs burton entirely ignoring her nephew's question but wasn't there lots of little boys then asked toddy and didn't they used to be comforted as well as big folks i suppose so said mrs burton but he knew if he comforted grown people they would make the children happy i wish he'd comfort you and uncle harry every morning then said toddy go on so he sent his own son his only son down to the world to be a dear little baby i should think he'd have made him a sister baby said judge if he'd wanted to make everybody happy he knew best said mrs burton and while smart people everywhere were wondering what would or could happen to quiet the restless heart of people is restless hearts like restless stomachs interrupted toddy kind o limpy and wabbly i suppose so said mrs burton poor folks said toddy clasping his hands over his waistband i's sorry for em while smart folks were trying to think out what should be done continued mrs burton some simple shepherds who used to sit around at night under the moon and stars and wonder about things which they could not understand saw a wonderfully bright star up in the sky was it one of the twinkle twinkle kind or one of the standstill kind asked toddy i don't know said mrs burton after a moment's reflection why do you ask cause said toddy i know what twas there for and it ought to a twinkled cause twinkly star 
bob's open and shut that way cause they're laughin and can't keep still and i know i'd have laughed if i'd been a star and was going to make a lot of folks so awful happy go on then said mrs burton looking alternately and frequently at the two accounts of the advent they suddenly saw an angel and the shepherds were afraid should think they would be said Toddie. everybody gets afraid when they see good people round i spect they thought the angel would say don't in about a minute but the angel told them not to be afraid said mrs burton for he had come to bring good news there was to be a dear little baby born at bethlehem and he would make everybody happy wouldn't it be nice if that angel would come and do it all over again said budge only he ought to pick out little boys instead of sheep fellows i wouldn't be afraid of an angel neither would i said toddie but i'd just go round behind him and see how his wings was fastened on then a great many other angels came said mrs burton and they all sang and sang together the poor shepherds didn't know what to make of it but after the singing was over they all started for bethlehem to see that wonderful baby just like the other day we went to see the sister baby yes said mrs burton but instead of finding him in a pleasant home in a nice room with careful friends and nurses around him he was in a manger out in a stable that was cause he was so smart that he could do just what he wanted to and be just what he liked said budge and he was a little boy and little boys always like stables better than houses i wish i could live in a stable always and forever so do i said toddie and sleep in mangers cause then the horses would kick anybody that made me put on clean clothes when i didn't want to they gave us him presents didn't they yes said mrs burton gold frankincense and myrrh why didn't they give him rattles and squeaky balls like folks did butter filly when he was a baby asked toddie because toddie said mrs burton glad of an opportunity to get the sentiment of the story into her own hands from which it had departed very early in the course of the lesson because he was no common baby like other children he was the lord what the lord wants a dear little baby exclaimed toddie yes replied mrs burton shuddering to realize that toddie had not before been taught of the nature of the holy trinity and played around with other little boys continued toddie i i suppose so said mrs burton fearing lest in trying to instil reverence into her nephews she herself might prove irreverent did somebody say don't at him every time he did anything continued toddie no i imagine not said mrs burton because he was always good that don't make any difference said toddie the better a little boy tries to be the more folks say don't to him so i guess nobody had any time to say anything else at all to jesus what did he do next asked budge as deeply interested as if he had not heard the same story many times before oh, he grew strong in body and spirit said mrs burton and everybody loved him but before he had time to do all that an angel came and frightened his papa in a dream and told him that the king of that country would kill little jesus if he could find him so joseph the papa of jesus and mary his mamma got up in the middle of the night and started off to egypt 
seems to me that egypt was bout as bad in those days as europe is now remarked budge whenever papa tells about anybody that nobody can find he says gone to europe i s'pose what did they find when they got there oh, i don't know said mrs burton musing i suppose the papa worked hard for money to buy good food and comfortable resting places for his wife and baby and i suppose the mamma walked about the fields and picked pretty flowers for her baby to play with and i suppose the baby cooed when his mamma gave them to him and laughed and danced and played and then got tired and came and hid his little face in his mamma's lap and was taken into her arms and held ever so tight and fell asleep and that his mother looked into his face as if she would look through it while she tried to find out what her baby would be and do when he grew up and whether he would be taken away from her while it seemed as if she couldn't live at all without having him very closely pressed to her breast and mrs burton's voice grew a little shaky and finally failed her entirely budge came in front of her scrutinized her intently but with great sympathy also and finally leaned his elbows on her knees dropped his face into his own hands looked up into her face and remarked why aunt alice she was just like my mamma wasn't she and i think you are just like both of em mrs burton took budge hastily into her arms covered his face with kisses and totally destroyed another chance of explaining the difference between the earthly and the heavenly to her pupils while toddie eyed the couple with evident disfavour and remarked i think twould be nicer if you'd see if dinner was being got ready instead of stoppin tellin stories and huggin budge my tummock's all gotted little again mrs burton came back to the world of to-day from that of history though not without a sigh while the dog jerry who had divined the peaceful nature of the occasion so far as to feel justified in reclining beneath his mistress's chair now contracted himself into the smallest possible space slunk out of the doorway and took a lively quick step in the direction of the shrubbery toddie had seen him however and told the news to budge and both boys were soon in pursuit noticing which the dog jerry speedily betook himself to that distant retirement which the dog who has experience in small boys knows so well how to discover and maintain as the morning wore on the boys grew restless fought drummed on the piano snarled when that instrument was closed meddled with everything that was within reach and finally grew so troublesome that their aunt soon felt that to lose was cheaper than to save so she left the house to the children and sought the side of the lounge upon which her afflicted husband reclined the divining sense of childhood soon found her out however and budge remarked ah alice if you're going to church seems to me it's time you was getting ready i can't go to church budge sighed mrs burton if i do you boys will only turn the whole house upside down and drive your poor uncle nearly crazy no we won't said budge you don't know what nice nurses we can be to sick people papa says nobody can even imagine how well we can take care of anybody until they see us do it if you don't believe it just leave us with uncle harry and stay home from church and peek through the keyhole go on ally said mr burton if you want to go to church don't be afraid to leave me 
i think you should go after your experience of this morning i shouldn't think your mind could be at peace until you had joined your voice with that of the great congregation and acknowledged yourself to be a miserable sinner mrs burton winced but nevertheless retired and soon appeared dressed for church kissed her husband and her nephews gave many last instructions and departed budge followed her with his eye until she had stepped from the piazza and then remarked with a sigh of relief now i guess we'll have what papa calls a good old-fashioned time we've got rid of her budge exclaimed mr burton sternly and springing to his feet do you know who you are talking about don't you know that your aunt alice is my wife and that she has saved you from many a scolding done you many a favour and been your best friend oh yes said budge with at least a dozen inflections on each word but everyday friends and sunday friends are kind of different don't you think so she can't make whistles or catch bullfrogs or carry both of us up the mountain on her shoulders or sing roll jordan and do you expect me to do all these things to-day asked mr burton no said budge unless you should get well and feel just like it but we'd like to be with somebody who could do em if he wanted to we like ladies that's all ladies but then we like men that's all men too aunt alice is a good deal like an angel i think and you you ain't and we don't want to be with angels all the time until we're angels ourselves mr burton turned over suddenly and contemplated the back of the lounge at this honest avowal of one of humanity's prominent weaknesses while budge continued we don't want you to get to be an angel so what i want to know is how to make you well don't you think if i borrowed papa's horse and carriage and took you riding you'd feel better i know he'd lend em to me if i told him you were going to drive and if you said you were going with me to take care of me suggested mr burton yes said budge as hesitatingly as if such an idea had never occurred to him and don't you think that up to the top of the hawk's nest rock and out to passaic falls would be the nicest places for a sick man to go when you got tired of riding you could stop the carriage and cut us a cane or make us whistles or find us finkster apples the seed balls of the wild azalea or even send us in swimming in a brook somewhere if you got tired of us hm grunted mr burton and you might take things to eat with you suggested Toddie. and when you got real tired and felt bad you might stop and have a little picnic i think that would be durst a thing for a man with the toothache and we could help you lotch i'll see how i feel after dinner said mr burton but what are you going to do for me between now and then to make me feel better we tell you stories said Toddie. them's what sick folks always likes very well said mr burton begin right away all right said Toddie. do you want a sad story or a jolly story anything said mr burton men with a toothache can stand nearly anything don't draw on your imagination too hard don't never draw on imaginations said Toddie. i only draws on slates never mind give us the story well said Toddie, seating himself in a rocking chair and fixing his eyes on the ceiling guess i'll tell about abraham and isaac 
once the lord told a man named abraham to go up the mountain and chop his little boy's throat open and burn him up on an altar so abraham started to go to do it and he made his little boy isaac that he was going to chop and burn up carry the kindling wood he was going to set him afire with and i want to know if you think that was a very nice of him well no said mr burton tell you what said budge you don't ever catch me carrying sticks up the mountain even if my papa wants me to when they got up there said toddy abraham made an altar and put little ikey on it and took a knife and was going to chop his throat open when an angel came out of heaven and said stop a doin that so abraham stopped and ikey scooted and abraham saw a sheep caught in the bushes and he caught him and killed him he wasn't going to climb way up a mountain to kill somebody and not have his knife bluggy a bit and he burned the sheep up and then he went home again i'll bet you isaac's mamma never knew what his papa wanted to do with him said budge or she'd never let her little boy go away in the morning do you want to bet no not on sunday i guess said mr burton now suppose you little boys go out of doors and play for a while while uncle tries to get a nap the boys accepted the suggestion and disappeared half an hour later as mrs burton was walking home from church under escort of old general porcupine and enduring with saintly fortitude the general's compliments about her management of the children there came screams of fear and anguish from the general's own grounds which the couple were passing who can that be exclaimed the general his short hairs bristling like the quills of his titular godfather we have no children i think i know the voices gasped mrs burton turning pale bless my soul exclaimed the general with an accent which showed that he was wishing the reverse of blessings upon souls less needy than his own you don't mean oh i do said mrs burton wringing her hands do hurry the general puffed and snorted up his gravel walk and toward the shrubbery behind which was a fish-pond from which direction the sound came mrs burton followed in time to see her nephew budge help his brother out of the pond while the general tugged at a large crawfish which had fastened its claw upon toddy's finger the fish was game but with a mighty pull from the general and a superhuman shriek from toddy the fish's claw and body parted company and the general still holding the ladder tightly staggered backward and himself fell into the pond ow 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 howled toddy clasping the skirt of his aunt's mauve silk in a ruinous embrace while the general floundered and snorted like a whale in dying agonies and budge laughed as merrily as if the whole scene had been provided especially for his entertainment mrs burton hurried her nephews away forgetting in her mortification to thank the general for his service and placing a hand over toddy's mouth it hurts mumbled toddy what did you touch the fish at all for asked mrs burton it was a little baby lobster sobbed toddy and i loves little baby all kinds of them and i want to pet him and then i wanted to grope him why didn't you do it then demanded the lady cause he wouldn't grop said toddy he isn't all gropped yet 
true enough the claw of the fish still hung at toddy's finger and mrs burton spoiled a pair of four-button kids in detaching it while budge continued to laugh at length however mirth gave place to brotherly love and budge tenderly remarked toddy dear don't you love brother budge yes sobbed toddy then you ought to be happy said budge for you've made him awful happy if the fish hadn't caught you the general couldn't have pulled him off and then he wouldn't have tumbled into the pond and oh my didn't he splash bully then you's got to be bited with a fish said toddy and make him tumble in again for me to laugh about you're two naughty boys said mrs burton is this the way you take care of your sick uncle did take care of him exclaimed toddy told him a lovely bible story and you didn't and he wouldn't have had no sunday at all if i hadn't done it and we're going to take him widen this afternoon mrs burton hurried home but it seemed to her that she had never met so many inquiring acquaintances during so short a walk arrived at last she ordered her nephews to their room and flung herself in tears beside her husband murmuring henry and mr burton having viewed the ruined dress with the eye of experience uttered the single word boys what am i to do with them asked the unhappy woman mr burton was an affectionate husband he adored womankind and sincerely bemoaned its special grievances but he did not resist the temptation to recall his wife's announcement of five days before so he whispered train them mrs burton's humiliation by her own lips was postponed by a heavy footfall which by turning her face she discovered was that of her brother-in-law tom lawrence who remarked tender confidences eh well i'm sorry i intruded there's nothing like em if you want to be happy but helen's pretty well to-day and donned to have her boys with her and i'm even worse with a similar longing you can't spare them i suppose the peculiar way in which tom lawrence's eyes danced as he awaited a reply would at any other time have roused all the defiance in alice burton's nature but now looking at the front of her beautiful dress she only said why i suppose we might spare them for an hour or two you poor dear spartan said tom with genuine sympathy you shall be at peace until their bedtime anyhow and mrs burton found occasion to rearrange the bandage on her husband's face so as to whisper in his ear thank heaven End of story thirty five part two